Welcome back to another episode of My Friends Podcast, where I'm your friend, and this is my podcast. I am so excited. This episode has been a long time coming. Too very long, long time. Yeah. Um, today's guest is somebody I have known my entire life, my bonus brother. Bonus brother? Yeah. Kai. Hey. How's it going? Yeah, this has been a long time coming. <laughs> Layton's well, also here. Yeah, Layton's I, here. I'm here. <laughs> He's over for my wedding, but we, Ty and I were trying to coordinate this like... I don't know how many months ago. They're like, we'll, yeah. we'll call it in. Yeah, we thought it might be more fun for you guys to be able to. Yeah, well, I appreciate you guys including me on it. Uh, always love being on the pod. Friend of the friends pod. So. Yes. <laughs> so to start off, Kai, fact or fiction, you were a pool noodle model. That is a fact. And Layton, I think you were too, weren't you? Layton yeah. got cut. Oh! <laughs> it, was, it, was, it, was through, it was through my great uncle. So I felt like I should be involved in it more, but I, on, the, on the day, yeah. I did not perform the way I intended. <laughs> and, it, you know, it, it, it's fair. You gotta, you gotta sell the pool noodles, and my face was not selling pool noodles. Kai was looking almost directly at the camera, but almost in a natural directly. way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but he's retired now. So I'm you retired, don't, you don't yeah. do pool noodles anymore? I have, no, I don't do pool noodles anymore, but... Um, you had a brief stint with golf clubs? I did have a stint with golf clubs, grade six. My Sounds old, like you have what it takes to be a model. A child model, no. I see I grew out of it, though. <laughs> my my old babysitter was like, hey, I'm doing a shoot for this like golf company. Do you want to hop in and do it? I'm like, yeah, sure. I look so awkward. <laughs> I have this like vibrant red belt on. I'm like that was sticking the end my stomach out and I'm smiling. So like I usually smile with teeth, but yeah. there I was like just <laughs> smiling with my mouth closed. You're overthinking it too much. You're like, oh my gosh. It's just yeah. that I got to break out. It was legit. <laughs> like I didn't, I don't really remember the, the pool noodle one as much. Well, we almost drowned each other. I think. I remember vaguely. It was like in a, ho- it was like a holiday in yeah. pool. Yeah. That's somewhere so funny. And they I were, just... uh, they were like. Grab each other's pool noodle. Try to like take each other's pool noodle. Oh yeah. no, good. carnage! Yeah. Looking back, I can see what they're trying to go for. Like how they're trying to Have set up fun and laughing. yeah, like look, you guys are playing, but like we it, it took we took it very seriously, and we're just doing what they're told, and like I literally almost killed each other. Yeah, we're competitive. And, and I like I think like I just remember walking through like Canadian Tire or something and seeing it in the, the shot they went with is very tame, so yeah. it's very interesting that they made you go through that. Yeah. I but I remember being box. like, oh, wow, that's kind. Yeah. Like all over the country, too. <laughs> someone said, I think someone said they saw us in Texas. Oh, oh my gosh. I don't know. So that was like my one there you have claim it. to fame there. Yeah. The glitz and glamour of commercialism is not it. <laughs> as Leighton has told, great uncles will not will not get you yeah. on a pool noodle mm-hmm. box. Yeah, I guess not, yeah. Nepotism backfired on that <laughs> one. <laughs> so Leighton, obviously, Kai has just said you traveled here from Northern Ireland. Yes. <laughs> Was traveling through COVID a strange adjustment? Uh, well, this is the second time I've had to do it. I went back in uh, October 2020. I came over here. Uh, and did we record the first pod? There? Yeah, we did. There yeah. you go. Wow. Been a while. Wow. So, yeah, it, the, the process now is a lot better, I would say. Airport's busier than it was before. But everyone, pretty much before you get on the flight, you have to be. Uh, you have to get a test within 72 hours. And everyone has to get double vaxxed. So... I felt really safe being on the plane, knowing that like everyone was like me. Everyone had to go through all this process and have proof to back it up. So, yeah, it's great now. It's it's fantastic. Good to get over here, and uh, it's a smooth process. But it is stressful thinking, like, what if I test positive before I go? Yeah, but, that was yeah. stressing me out, too. Yeah. yeah. Like, but like, I, I'm not like I live a crazy lifestyle, but just you never know. And you yeah. never know what's out there. And when, you like, when you have the added pressure of having to have yeah. the negative test. Yeah, and yeah. it's not like I was going on like a fun holiday or yeah. just coming to visit once. Like I wanted, it was here for Kai's wedding and really want to be here for all all things yeah. in, that are included in that. So well, it was stressing me out too. I was just like, yeah. 
And even for work, yeah. I had to get tested every every other week, and I did not leave the house. I only saw my family, but every single test day, I was like, this is going to be yeah. the one. They're going to come yeah. up to me a few days from now and t- yeah. tell me, Taya, it's you. You tested positive. Today's the day. And I'm going to ruin everybody's uh, lives, but that never happened. You always just think, what's the worst? Like, what, where did I, where possibly could I have picked it up? Yeah. Like, oh, I touched yeah. I touched that lamppost one day, and that's going to be it. And that's the strange thing. I know COVID's such a stale topic right now, but like... <laughs> But, like, it's just it's so funny to though. think about how we lived before. And I know, like, a few like a few weeks before we went into lockdown, I was at a concert in an arena. And, it can't, like, Canada didn't have many... I don't think... We didn't have any known cases of COVID at that point. Mm-hmm. And so standing in that arena with, like, thousands and thousands of people, I had that first realization of, wait a minute, what if this thing is, like, <laughs> the real deal? And what if it's, like, really bad? Yeah. You thought that in the arena? Yes, oh, and I wow. started to get, like, very, like... Oh no. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. no. And then I remember leaving and people who live in like southwestern Ontario, you know, the what is it? Is it the ACC? What's it called now? Uh, Scotiabank Arena? Scotiabank. Yeah. yeah. Going into Union Station after a concert, you know, it's mm. so packed. And I was like, oh my gosh, what if this thing is real? Yeah. Obviously, it was real, but I was like, what if it's like really bad? Like, what if. And it's right now. What if it's. Yeah. Well, that's what it was just, hyped up to be, right? I, I, mean, I was at work and then. Uh, I got like a notification or something like Tom Hanks got COVID and I was like, oh my it's gosh. Real. <laughs> I was like moved. When Tom Hanks gets it, that means it's yeah. really real. Well, I started going and telling people at work, I'm like, can you, did you hear this? Can you Tom believe Hanks Tom Hanks, Hanks? And then literally COVID? three weeks later we were all at home not working. Crazy. But here we are, we're learning to figure it out. We've, yeah. you know, there's, there's rules in place and there's hoops to jump through, but it's possible you can get to see people now, which is good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Happy mm-hmm. to be here. Yeah. Honored. Yeah. I'm just thinking, like, what, like, I can't even remember the last, like, well, I can remember the last time I traveled before COVID. I can't remember. Yes, I can. <laughs> that was, like, a, probably like, nearly a year before COVID. But, like, I think that's just so weird, the idea yeah. of being able to travel. Yeah. yeah we tried, yeah, years. like, Bree and I tried to book for our honeymoon after the wedding, and the travel agents, like, don't even bother. Like, it's not really worth well, trying, yeah. like, in this current season of life. We're like, oh, okay. <laughs> so. That's fair enough. Yeah, you know, it, it, there will be a time, and everybody will be able to go back and do things, and you'll appreciate it that much more. I think. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just being here, I've been like just so happy to be here, and so thankful. I was like, yeah, this is this is good because it wasn't really possible. Yeah. It was, but like you still, you know, at a certain stage, there was there was no way I was supposed to come here in March of twenty nine, twenty twenty. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then couldn't come. So, like, it makes you appreciate things a lot more now, which is cool, I think. Yeah. Hallie's last hoorah was end of February or March, and it was in San Francisco, and, like, COVID was rampant there. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's when she came home. She brought it back. And she, she, like, now she looks back, she thought that was terrifying, that, like, people didn't know that COVID was a huge thing then. But, like, she came home, and a few weeks later, when we were in lockdown, she got shingles. And, like, what, oh, what yeah. like, early 20-year-old has shingles? So we think that maybe she had it. But oh, did, you have a, did you have a last hurrah before COVID? Last hurrah traveling? Uh, I wouldn't say it was a hurrah. <laughs> it was a stressful work trip that I uh, never uh, <laughs> experienced before in my life. Um, I... I was in London, and I just woken up, and I got a call in London, Ontario. I just got a call saying from work, from my workplace, saying, hey, can you hop on a plane tonight to go to uh, D.C., to Washington, D.C.? Because where we work, we, like, send out products and materials for, like, training sessions and whatnot, but they kept getting stuck at customs twice, 
And so I'm like, yep, sure, I can do it, no problem. This is like a Sunday, I think. And so then I, I rip home back to Guelph. I go to Eagle's Flight to pick up the stuff that I'll be traveling with, and they give me like two 100-pound bag, like hockey bags, just like the biggest bags you've seen. And I was like, yep, sweet, got it, I'm good to go. Did you think anything of it? No. <laughs> Did you open the bags? Did you know what was in no, it? No, I didn't no. know what was in it, but like someone at Eagle's Flight handed me a piece of paper. A lot of <laughs> they handed me a piece of paper that's like, here's what's in it, just in case like you get questioned, but I didn't really bother to look at it. I was just kind of go, 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 go. Like we were in a big time crunch to catch this flight. Because the session started like the next day. Mm-hmm. And so I had to get it there ASAP so they can get it organized and whatnot. And so then I go to check my bags. <laughs> and there's like this sweet old lady checking them in. And I like, she sees me like struggle, like, like try to lift these 100 pound bags like, onto the, like, the belt or whatever. And she's like, oh, no, no. Like, Sir, oh, you, honey. You, you can't take these. Look how much they weigh. They weigh 100 pounds each. Like, you, no, 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 oh, no, sir. no, 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 no. Like just sir, trying to like shoot sir. them off. Like she didn't want to deal with it. I'm like uh, I'm alone. I'm like, uh, well, what do I do? She's like, well, I don't know. You're going to have to find some other bags. I'm like, okay, can you point me to the nearest like, place where I can buy suitcases? Oh no. She's like, yeah, downstairs. And I'm, so I'm sprinting downstairs. Um, I drop money on two suitcases with and of my Of course, everything card. is so expensive. Oh my gosh. So expensive. <laughs> I can't remember how much it was. Yeah. It was like $300 a piece, I think. Oh, oh my god. So I buy <laughs> these two suitcases nonsense. and then, uh, split up into four different bags and then so then then I they kind of equal out to like 50 pounds each which I think was like that that max as well I think I had to pay an overage fee like for each bag as well because it was too heavy yeah so I finally I maxed my credit card out like 20 minutes (laughs) 20 minutes into this adventure for company suitcases and I make it through uh, and then I go to customs because I was going to the states to DC and waited a long time in there, just like panicking, like, oh, I got to get there. And then the guy, he seemed like a very chill dude, but he's just kind of doing, going through the motion. <laughs> he like looks, pulls out my passport, looks at my file or whatever. He's like, sir, you're, you're bringing in like 200 pounds of stuff. <laughs> he's like, what on earth are you bringing across the board? Like, what are you carrying? Oh, yeah. I, and I start panicking because I didn't look at that piece of paper. I'm like, I don't know. I have a piece of paper in my backpack. I'll show you. He's like, no, 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 no. I want you to tell me. I don't want to like read it from a piece of paper. Oh, I want you no. to tell me. So suspicious. Yeah. I was like, we're a training and development company, which is like not what he wanted to hear. But I'm like, we run these games and I think there's like little stones. Like, That's not a good thing to say either. <laughs> understand either yeah, yeah. And he's just oh. like what and then he's just like staring at me you can see that i'm freaking out and yeah. i have these like papers that were like that are signed and whatnot he's like okay just go is he thinking you're he's catching you out and he got you and then you yeah, realize like, i don't know oh, this I think, guy, that's I think, yeah idea. he's trying to make me sweat which he did well I, oh, yeah they have such authority like oh my gosh I, there's so many instances like i think about going back from buffalo in our car yeah and they would always single me out because i was the youngest child yeah. in the back seat and i remember that specifically this one time going over and they were like they had seen my passport and they look in the back seat and they're like, are these your parents? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, where are you coming from? And I was like, I don't know. Oh, Cause I was too gosh. young. To, like I was yeah. like, Buffalo. But like, yeah, we know you're going from Buffalo. Where though? And I'm like, I don't know. Walden Galleria. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Target. Yeah. Like, are these your parents though? Yes, I yeah. promise. Oh gosh. And just the idea of like you said the note just brings back so many memories of like even going with your family yeah. to Buffalo mm-hmm. and being in separate cars, but going mm-hmm. the same trip. But like our parents having to write a note, which makes me laugh because I'm like, what? 
Yeah. This is a note. Yeah. What is a note do? Yeah, what's going to yeah, It doesn't... Do? Well, even, like, asking you, are these your parents? When has that ever solved a case of... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, the big bust. Yeah. No, they're not my parents. Yeah. <laughs> even asking you, I guess... I guess you're old enough that you can, they may be able to get something out of you, but like, yeah. But it wasn't even like, like, yeah, you're my parents, but I was terrified that he was even speaking to me. But like, the note is so funny. Like, even, I think I was 17 and I was going to Nicaragua with um, very close family friends of us, the Bousefields. Yeah. And my mom wrote me a note saying, (laughs) these are the Bousefields, we know them, our daughter's going with them. And I was like, nobody's going to ask for this note. But I was like, yeah, I'll take the note because I grew up with the Mm, note being in your car. (laughs) And, um, I'll never forget, like, getting, going through customs in Nicaragua and then being like, do you know these people? And I was like, yeah, I have a note. And they're like, we don't need your note. And I was like, okay. <laughs> right? No, it's scary. But it's like, weird. Like, I don't just, know why, though. Yeah. Like, no, but when they speak to me, I'm like, Ugh. Yeah, anytime I'm crossing the border, like, I, it's another border story, but I just, like, get panicky for some reason. Yeah. Because I, yeah, I, yeah. I have nothing to hide, but I, know, I feel like yeah. I, I'm I've hiding never done something. anything wrong in my life, but <laughs> you're somehow just, you're, you're smuggling cocaine across yeah. the border. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> but I wouldn't, but. Have, I wouldn't check the bags either. Like, I feel like that's kind of nosy. Even though you're the ones bringing it over, I would be like, I don't know, yeah. stones? <laughs> yeah, 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 no, exactly. Because we were just in a rush. And so then I get across through customs, and then I had access to a lounge through Eagle's Flight or whatever. So I go, <laughs> like drinking a beer like shaking <laughs> and I had to put it back so fast and I go trying to flight. calm down and yeah that was a crazy trip but you were able to enjoy it no yeah so I dropped the things off and I was basically done but my flight <laughs> that they had scheduled was like for Monday night so I had kind of like the day to kind of just cruise around DC so I, I and cruise you did and cruise I did <laughs> I rented a little bird scooter and a couple Ubers and I got to like the National Monuments which was pretty sweet and then uh, went to the Smithsonian um yeah, but I was still kind of traumatized from that border experience. I think that's so cool that you got to do all this stuff on yeah. your own. Like, yeah. when do you ever get to go on, like, your own, like, vacation or holiday or, like, paid on for. your own? Yeah. yeah. Paid for and just, like, explore and you've yeah. got time to kill? No, it was super sweet. Like, yeah. I It was scary at first, but I'm like, you know, that was fun. It was kind of mm-hmm. just a quick trip. Gone Sunday night and then back Monday at, like, 3 a.m. Had to take, like, Ooh. one of those, like, red taxis home. Oh. Like, 12 strangers. Oh, man. All the way home, yeah. Everyone just, like, super sleepy and, like, leaning on each other, like, yeah. trying to stay awake. Yeah. Oh, oh, goodness me. Yeah. That's fun, though. Yeah. Um. So, obviously, Emma has been on this podcast before, mm-hmm. and we have all grown up together, and when she was on, we talked about um, kind of summer and cottage stories growing up, and I think the cottage stories have all been told, oh, unfortunately, yeah. but... I know that Emma and I, we also grew up going to camp together, and I knew you guys did too. I was wondering if you had any fun... There's always stories at camp. Do you have any fun camp stories to share? Oh, boy. I feel like there's loads of stories as well that happen every day, but just because you're there's so much going on in such an experience, it's just like you yeah. just blow over it. Yeah. Muskoka Woods was the second camp that I worked at. I think the first that you worked at. Mm-hmm. Late, We were a, a camper together at Camp Wichita and then I worked there for two summers late and went to the woods. But Muskoka Woods, I feel like the, the, the stories in there are so much different than yeah. at Wajidoan. Because they're more like experiences, right? Like, yeah. I rode behind these crazy expensive mm-hmm. boats. I got to ride at the sweet <laughs> skate park. Yeah. And there's where, so much more land and things oh, to do. Yeah. Like, it's so where much bigger. Wajidoan is kind of like Lord of the Flies. Like, it's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally, it's yeah. kind of just like a free-for-all. Every man for, like, and it's just wild. Like, some of the pranks and stuff that we'd get away, even when we were, like, campers, it was just nuts. Like, setting off fireworks in yeah. little wood cabins. Yeah. For no reason, too. Like, yeah. it's never provoked. It was just nope. like, let's just do it because we're guys and they're girls. Yeah. So let's go put 
Yeah, so some true. cherry bombs in their so, shoes yeah, and their exactly. porch. And like, that is great. Like being a counselor, like just a few years ago, we were not allowed to do that. But coming from like, I went to a gentleman for a few years, and just something about those like lower budget camps. Oh my gosh! It yeah. is exactly like Lord of the Flies. Like yeah. it's a free for all. Yeah. You make your own well, fun, and it's just, like, yeah. Is I love the place, but it's like. The camp director is there throughout the day. Then he goes home at night. And the eldest person on staff was my brother at the time. And he was like 19 years old. <laughs> so there's like a He's property like, of like 100 plus kids. And it's just 19 year olds running the place. So Yeah. And then the people who are like in charge of like your counselors are like 18. Yeah. yeah. Not even as old as Brady who was 19 was. Like, yeah. So you have this weird hierarchy of like yeah. children. <laughs> and you're just like, yeah, you go to bed or you can just have fun. Yeah, yeah. where you can't, yeah, you can't get away with half things that you can't with you yeah. in at Muskoka Woods. But again, it's a whole different experience of. They're yeah. both fun in different ways, I think. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, absolutely. Yeah. Well, there was the on the out trip because we did this three week program uh-huh. together, um, and you basically just go on an out trip to like I think it was Algonquin or you know the area yeah. where you do canoeing you do some portaging you do some camping but all the guys obviously stay together and all the girls stay together and I think this was like a moment of unsupervision <laughs> and then you're in the middle <laughs> of the forest many. and there's like maybe like 12 dudes yeah just 12, 12 like, guys what 12 years old 13 years old how old were we yeah thir- no nah, definitely younger? teens no 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 we were teens it was after grade 9 I think yeah. 14, 15? Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's a dangerous thing. Oh my gosh, yeah. To be unsupervised with just a bunch <laughs> of dudes. Yeah. Uh, but as you are a, a young male, you you have a fascination with fire. With fire, what yes. is, uh, Yeah, that's true. And I can't explain it, but it's so interesting. Yeah. Um, and then we had loads of bug spray, obviously, because you're in... Oh, no. The, you're up in Muskoka, mm-hmm. you're just surrounded by... Just a, a, just a lot of hungry animals trying to eat you, <laughs> let alone bugs. So we, everyone had their own bug spray. But uh, we learned that it's quite flammable. Very. As if the warning on the back didn't, yeah. <laughs> wasn't uh, enough. I need to read that. Yeah, I think it started us like chucking cans in the fire and then running away. And then there's, like, <laughs> oh, big my gosh. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's do it again. Just it's wasting like full cans on <laughs> It's probably like spray. the week before we were actually lighting off like real fireworks and we're like, ah, oh, yeah. we don't have any real De- Depraved yeah. and like yeah. <laughs> real pyrotechnics. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, so we did that and then kind of maybe reverse engineered like what what makes this explode what makes things flammable so we started spraying things with uh bug spray and lighting them on fire like just spraying a rock and lighting a rock on fire and just uh eventually evolved into someone was like well what if i like, light myself on fire <laughs> oh my like, gosh as 14 year olds do yeah so you're spraying yourself with bug spray but what if you just sprayed just your hand and stuck it in the fire well, it lit up on fire. Oh, yeah. Um, and then you just kind of tap it out as fast as you can, and you get that rush of, like, oh, my God, I might die here. <laughs> but then it evolved because, you know, you're, you're a group of people, and you want to make sure everyone's feeling included, and you want to get involved. And the idea, I don't know where it came from or whose idea it was, but we're all standing in a circle around the fire, and we're thinking, wait a minute. What if we all spray our hands with bug spray? All our hands are flammable. Could we theoretically pass fire off with a simple hand, no. with a simple high five. <laughs> so we did it. Uh, everyone sprayed their hands, passed the canister around, got their hands all nice and like dripping. Was everyone more than willing to do this? Oh yeah. Oh, was yeah. there anybody who was like, no, I feel the, comfortable doing this? No. The councils were person. encouraging it, which is like what? It was, yeah, it was they, creativity. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. And they also wanted to see if it actually worked. Yeah. 
So we started, oh, you know, soak your hand in buck spray, got the off deep woods, just the real good stuff. Oh, loads, yeah. Loads of deep. The yeah. concentrated yeah. one. <laughs> yeah. So you stick your hand in, and you got to be quick, because you have like that maybe half second did, where you How did it start? It. Did somebody, it was, it was the first person to stick their their hand in the fire? Yeah, whoever was Basically, most confident yeah. was just like... It was like touching a, an electric fence. So like, there's like the person at the beginning who, you know, grabs yeah. it. Yeah. So there's a person who's like hand by the fire ready. Oh, and everyone's man. like spraying, getting ready. And then, so yeah, dip the hand in, that's on fire, you quickly slap the person next to you, and then you have to, like, get your hand out at the same time, so it's like, (laughs) for every, like, handoff, there's someone, like, freaking out, stop, dropping, and roll, like, (laughs) so I think it maybe got to maybe three people, but then you're so fascinated watching people, you don't realize, like, oh, I need to put my hand out to get slapped, (laughs) and someone's, like, holding their hand on fire, waiting for you to put your hand out, and they're like, come on, come on, come on, and you're just like, oh, fire, so like eventually we didn't get around the circle just because it's it's too overwhelming. It's it, too, yeah, what an experience. Yeah, like being on fire. But it's possible. You just need to have the focus and determination. I'm just but. shaking my head. I think it's so interesting because during Robin's episode we talked about like things as a child you were told that like never really weren't really real and like didn't need to be worried mm-hmm. about. One of them was the fire training we got as children and being taught to stop, drop, and roll. Both Robin and I were like that was so unnecessary. Like why were we taught that? We would never need that. This mm. is why we are taught mm-hmm. that. Exactly. <laughs> and I don't think there was ever a proper stop, drop, boys. and roll. It was just panic and just, you yeah. don't think in those moments. Yeah, you kind of just like slap it around, shake it off. Yeah, you're, oh you're hitting goodness. your on fire hand against other flammable <laughs> thing, like yeah. rubbing it in pine needles that were dry <laughs> on the ground. You're just trying to get it off. On yourself and your hair. Yeah. But that sums up what you're doing perfectly, though, which is yeah. Lord of Flies. Just and the counselor's like, yeah, do it. Yeah. I want to see what oh, happens. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's where you got your camp name from as well. It's kind of a fascination with fire, but not necessarily yeah. related. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Pyromaniac Kai over here. Yeah, that, my camp name was, at Wajitoin was Amorex, which was the name of the fire extinguisher that are, like, just hanging in the cabins. And one day, I don't know, I think it was me and another guy, just, like, decided to pull the pin and just, like, let loose, the, like, <laughs> let the fire extinguisher go in the yeah. cabin. And I got in a lot of trouble there, like, you're going to be fined. You're going home, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, scary. You should have but turned the table and been like, "You, I was lit on fire here. Yeah. You could have been fine." <laughs> I'm training myself. I have so much that I can tell you. I, right got, now. I got dirt on you. Yeah. Only you saw what I did a week ago. You'd understand why I'm playing with a fire extinguisher. Right. Yeah. yeah. Did um, you end, ever end up having a camp name, Leighton? Or no, there was a moment where I thought I might have to cover a cabin at Muskoka Woods, yeah. and that would require me having a camp name. But then. Yeah, it never came of it. Yeah. I, I'm not really a, a nickname kind of guy. Yeah, yeah. I just think, like, legitimate camp names I thought were, the, like, the most creative and so cool. And that's one of the reasons why, not one of the reasons why, but, like, when I went to Muskoka Woods, I was like, I'm going to get an awesome camp name. Yeah. And I was a little, so my camp name ended up being Neeson, like Liam Neeson. <laughs> and I was very much like, oh. Uh-huh. It was very anticlimactic. <laughs> And the reason they named me Neeson was because I had told the story. They were like, oh, what was the scariest moment of your life? And I told a story about on vacation, I, like, we saw this man who had been stabbed. And he was, like, lying there. And they had, like, defibrillator pads on him. And they were trying to, like, resuscitate him. And just us being like, what the heck happened? Because <laughs> we are at this really nice, like, resort. And I guess the way I told the story, I seemed to sound very, like, yeah, it happened. And I'm okay with it. Um, oh but God. this was, like, four or five years ago, so obviously I'm past that yeah. point. I'm like, I'm not scared about it anymore, but they were like, how is she telling this story about this man almost dying? <laughs> Happily. Ty has, Ty has seen some stuff. Yeah. I have. seen someone get stabbed yes. and try to come back. <laughs> so that's no big deal. I was just on holiday. Yeah, so then they <laughs> called me Neeson, because apparently the way I was 
fine about it was me trying to save the world or something. That's but a bit of a stretch, I'm going to be honest. I think See, so, too. that's where, like, Wajidawin takes it so seriously. They have, like, mm-hmm. an hour-long name ceremony where, like, they sit you down and, like, present you your name. Yeah. And oh you have, goodness. like, a chance to veto it or Oh, cool. It. Yeah, you have one veto. And so would they have backups ready to go? Yeah. And, like, okay. I heard my backups. backups. My backups weren't Could be. Your backups weren't No. Yeah. But I, like, I had eight to ten. No. Yeah. No. Nine to eleven-year-olds in my cabin. Yeah. And I didn't, like, when they were like, why are you named Nissan? <laughs> I didn't want to tell them. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I, I was an extra <laughs> in all of the Taken movies. And they were like, oh, really? Oh, they didn't yeah. know what Taken was, but they were like, really? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, look it up. Yeah. And they were like, where were they filmed? I was like... Europe, like that. <laughs> I was telling yeah, all this. I was like, check IMDb. I am there. Yeah. I met Liam Neeson. I met someone. Like I just named it up. And they're like, I, th- I think my dad watched that movie. I'm gonna ask him. <laughs> but I they thought it was the coolest thing ever. Oh, that's funny. But no, I, yeah, just camp camps. Camp. Yeah, camp camp camp. It's great when kids are so gullible as well, and you can just be like, oh yeah, you can tell them anything, I, and they're like, Whoa. well, yeah. When I when I went to junior high, they were like, no, you weren't. And I'm like, no, I saw somebody yeah. die. <laughs> <laughs> You caught me and like, oh. Yeah, I'm lying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish you didn't tell me that. <laughs> when I think of you two and your friendship, I think about like the I think of a lot of shenanigans pretty shenanigans. much. But also I think about like the videos you guys orchestrated and I wish that they were around now that I could like post them they're to our somewhere. Instagram. I'm convinced they're somewhere. Yeah, if we find there. them we'll post them. Deep in the archives. But I just somewhere. have this like memory and, and we were reflecting on this uh, a week or so ago, just um you guys had this idea, it, well, or so Emma and I thought, you wanted to, you were going to drive around filming your video, and a lot of the videos we um, filmed were like sort of uh, grab-and-go videos, just like um, yeah, we, we, had, we had a history of like these kind of like handoff videos where somebody, yeah. it was when like the OtterBox came out for your iPhone, so you felt like your iPhone was indestructible, so it's like... <laughs> Throwing it out of windows. Yeah, it's like, what can I do with this indestructible camera? Like, how do I use it to its full potential? So we do videos where like... Someone be in one position and hand it off to the other while it's still yeah. recording. So it's like you're going on this massive journey. And everybody was involved and it was always so much fun. Yeah. And yeah. we this is probably like a year after we were doing that. Yeah. And you guys were like, we're going to do another one. And Emma and I were like, oh my goodness, this is so exciting. Like we totally went apart because I think Emma was always too clumsy that she wasn't actually involved in the original videos. We just have her doing something in the back. <laughs> <laughs> and so she was like, yeah. I get to be involved this time. Uh. And you guys were like, okay, we're going to we're gonna drive around. And when we get to the, around the block to our house, you guys have to be doing something weird. Like whether you're dancing, whether you're doing something like mm-hmm. okay and and you know we just got our g1s and we were excited yeah i was wondering like, why how yeah. old were we while i we know i even think i think brady was actually driving the car oh, okay probably yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you, so emma ended up she got this like microphone for christmas and so she brought it out <laughs> to the front near the road for some reason she brought it to our house but i just remember dancing and she was swinging the microphone <laughs> like the cord and she nailed me in the head. Like, the oh, it was so... And I just remember, like, it being so painful. And she was like, don't cry, they're going to be here soon. You can't cry in the video. Character. Yeah, and I was like, oh, okay. And I tried to hold it together. Meanwhile, they come whipping around the corner. And we're like, okay, here's here's our, our time to shine. We're dancing. And they throw a bag of flour on us. And I think... Like, I think he threw the bag out the window too, and I think it hit me. I think I think it was like I don't know what, what we were influenced by. Why, why flour? Because like, it covered us. You know what? I think I, I was watching maybe like probably one of the Jackass movies where they did like the hand oh. smack and there was loads of flour, and I was like, what if we threw water out the window first and then threw flour? So you're mm. just covered in flour and it stuck to you. I thought it'd be funny, but I think in in 
And we used to so we're bored. We obviously. were covered in flour. Like you need the water. We were covered. Yeah. Well, I thought. I think why I threw it at you was because I was like. But we were so I didn't upset. get you enough because it just turned into a big cloud and you can't see through the cloud. I was like, oh, I think I missed them. So I just chucked the bag of flour as well. And I was like, oh, <laughs> oh get it. <laughs> but Emma says. And then we drove away, but we yeah. lived there. So we're going to see them in like two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Emma says she and remembers run. us bouncing on the trampoline prior to filming this video. Like with Hallie or something. And she remembers bouncing and seeing you guys through the window of the kitchen <laughs> and seeing you talking to mom, getting a bag of flour. Getting permission. And she was like, I wonder what they're doing with that. But never thought about oh, it. Okay, and then yeah, like yeah. 20 minutes later, we got absolutely knocked down by that. Hey mom, where's the flour? <laughs> <laughs> Just gonna make some cookies with Kai and Brady? Oh my gosh. That was the thing. Like that, I think Leighton took the role of like, creative genius behind those ideas no i think i was just bored and i was like what do we have yeah we were your lab rats Um, we got two very willing subjects yes we've got a kitchen full of just stuff i've never heard of before that's true we could always convince you guys to like join in (laughs) our schemes yeah, because we always thought they're like we were just like, ooh, our, our cool other brothers <laughs> yeah. want us to do something. Okay, yeah, oh, we were man. seeking your validation, and you just you just <laughs> still looking for it. Took advantage of that. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, There's put us on your podcast, like Tyler. Yeah. Make you cool. <laughs> oh no. Um. Okay, I have been waiting to tell this story for so long, and I, Kai, I want you. I think I want you to tell it, and it okay. is probably one of my favorite Kai stories. And somehow, all the stories on this podcast seem to inevitably revert back to Northern Ireland and that oh, that man. fateful trip. Um, but I'll, I'll I'll start us off. Basically, it was Leighton and Catherine's wedding. Mm-hmm. Catherine decided she wanted to make the wedding cake, and did she ever? It was a beautiful cake. Kudos beautiful. to Catherine. Really tasty. So uh, was it a Guinness cake? Uh, different tiers, three tiers, wasn't it? It was chocolate Guinness. Anyways. Right. Catherine, stop listening right Victoria now. Victoria Sponge. Yeah, there we go. There we go. <laughs> yeah, but it was no. It was a beautiful cake, and she spent like she worked really hard on it. She's not a, she a worked, baker by yeah. trade by any means, but it was she, a magnificent. Yeah, yeah. That and was it was. Of, and yeah. no, she was stressed. The wedding was coming up. I think Dad was kind of annoying her and like oh, pretending to Dad, mess with my the dad cake. Was being very <laughs> annoying. A pest. Just, yeah, yeah. A pest. yeah. But at the end of the day, we're all having dinner, and Catherine had put the individual. Um, cakes in like cake tins like the metal ones and mm-hmm. they were like upside down just because it's easier to store them and after dinner kai and i land kitchen cleanup and so i'm mowing the dishwasher while kai was washing dishes and i'll let you take it from here yeah i think she just iced them or something i know yeah, I, I don't, I don't know if there was icing on it because okay well i haven't been constructed yet. I, think, I think it was just the cake okay so it's just the cake but it was like fresh yeah. yeah. Like moist, delicate, yeah. fresh cake. Yeah, you can poke your finger and it'd be very squishy. We're all in the Shields dining room, like, uh, out that way. And then we finish up dinner. And yeah, like Ty said, we it was just us two in the kitchen, I think. Yeah. Getting ready to do the dishes. And it's not like they can see what's going on. We're completely no, separate. We're com- yeah. yeah, we're completely separate. And there's, like, a load of dishes to the right of the sink. And they're just, like, washing them as they're coming by. And then I come across the cake tin. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. But it's like upside down, so I'm like, oh, it's probably just chilling here. Because, but because Cat had like done that purposefully, yeah, so she can take it off easier. And then like, I just remember hearing you say, "What's this thing? What's this thing?" And so I just manhandle this cake tin, just like I- flip it upside down. <laughs> Probably shake it about, like, trying to as see... As soon as he flipped it, I was like, no! Yeah. I, I had knew. no idea. I had no idea. I'm like, oh, something's in here. But I was flipping it. Oh, and all you hear is the... Boom. Yeah, yeah. Boom. Hitting <laughs> <laughs> the other side. And, like we said, like, Kat had been stressed with wedding planning and, like, just there's so much going yeah. on. She's hosting so many people. So, of course, it was a stressful time. 
and she did not need another thing on her plate. And I just like, <laughs> thunk, and Taya gives me this look. She's like, oh. I'm like, what? She's like, I think that's a wedding cake. And I was like, oh. that's a cake. That's a cake. And then I flip it back over. Like, but that was the out. worst part oh is because you were like, what do I do? Yeah. What do I do? And yeah. you're holding it there and you're like, do I do it slow? Do I do it fast? And I'm like, flip it fast. And you're like, thunk. <laughs> Two we're like, so we're like, oh no, one we're was like enough. Looking, looking behind her shoulder, like, oh, is anyone coming? And you terrifying. said you were like, my don't heart tell sank. Anybody. My heart sank because like I, she had so much on her plate. I'm like, I do not want to be the person who ruins this cake. The that best she's man ruined the wedding cake so hard on. And then we like unveil it. I think it was fine. Yeah, like, I think you had gone back to Lane's place after that, and you. You you were like if you if she if she opens it please let okay, me know what yeah, happens because yeah. you're like don't tell anybody don't tell anybody I did that and I was like okay but I'm panicking too you guys were gone and I just remember like kind of loitering around the kitchen and she like opened it up to like do something and it was pristine but I was like on the edge of my seat but it was pristine yeah, I and I texted, texted you, yeah. you and I was like cake is okay it's fine oh my god <laughs> but it was the worst and nobody knew about this until like well after the oh, no, yeah we were, we're, like, we're about it. not talking about it was just the two of you not late because in the moment Kai was like I'm taking this to my grave I'm yeah. not telling anybody. <laughs> He was oh, so stressed. Well, just, it was tensions from everyone. Yeah. It was so high. But the, funny, oh the funniest part was, though, was just you, like, when it was when it was flipped, you were like, how do I flip it back? <laughs> that, I can't. Oh that moment of and panic. And just the... Yeah. <laughs> and then, boom, again. Oh, oh, gosh. Oh, my goodness. Terrifying. But Terrifying. it all ended up great. It did. A fantastic cake. Oh, it was delicious. It looked beautiful. Yeah. You, we would have paid hundreds and hundreds of pounds yeah. for it, but she made it, and it was amazing. Yeah. But she will not make your wedding cake if you want to ask her. Mm-mm. One and done. Yeah. One and done. And that brings us to the end of the episode. Wow. So the question of the episode is, and Layton, you are able to answer this too if you'd um. like. Uh, uh, what ridiculous thing has someone tricked you into believing or doing? Hmm. Do you have one? I have one, yeah. Go ahead. Okay. This goes back to Wajidoin, but when I was a camper. Now, I was a very scared little boy um <laughs> i had seen michael jackson's thriller the first time oh, no! on my counselor's ipod this has nothing to do with the story but just like i'm context. super timid yeah. yeah context thriller was the peak of horror at oh that my time. gosh well the first moment where he like he turns his face yeah. and his eyes are yellow and his teeth are changing <laughs> i'm pretty sure i slept in Layton's bunk like the rest of the week because i was like just terrified couldn't sleep <laughs> That's funny. and so then from there i was like really scared to sleep at ouija mm-hmm. for some reason just because of that video and so at night would come around, like, I was always, like, scared. But I remember we were in one cabin, like, that summer we were in the Lynx cabin, and right beside us was the Bear cabin or something. And like I said, a lot of pranks happened and whatnot, and so, like, I'm just laying in bed, not falling asleep, and I just hear, like, all this shaking outside and, like, people screaming and, like, like, growls <laughs> like this, like, and the counselors were yelling, like, oh, my gosh. But no, no one in my cabin was there, and I was freaking out, like, oh. And then... Anyways, like, it goes on for, like, ten minutes, and then I, I guess, fall back asleep, or fall to sleep, and then wake up the next morning and go out and look at the cabin to the next, to the right of us, and it was, like, totally beat up. There was, like, arrows in the door. Oh, like, bone my arrows gosh. in the door. Like, there was, like, claw marks all over the front of it, oh. and then, like, rumor had it that, like, a bear had, like... I'd brought a bow and arrow and attacked. <laughs> a bear had attacked Bear Cabin, ironically. It was claiming back its territory. It was claiming back its territory. And I was terrified. I'm like, well, what do we do? So, wait, did like, you... Sh- surely we gotta go were home. Were you thinking the, the, the arrow was, like, somebody trying no, to fend yeah, it off? Yeah, to kill oh, a bear. Oh, my and gosh. And so then, like, I'm, like, 
already extremely timid at nighttime at, at Camp oh. Jidwin, and then you add on this to my plate, and I'm like, I'm never coming back here again. Because <laughs> I was like, there's no doubt in my mind that there was a bear attack, because like the door handle was broken, yeah. there's claw marks, there's arrows in the cabin. That's so well uh, orchestrated, though. But well like, orchestrated. I, there's a fine line between yeah. like a little spook and yeah. terrifying. But like, even at the end of the week, the, the counselors weren't like, yeah, that was fake. I like believe I believed it, and until I oh, like got there the next summer and like asked someone about it, like, oh yeah, that was just like a prank that someone pulled. But nonetheless, I was terrified so and funny. extremely gullible and just a, a, a scared oh, little boy. <laughs> oh, that's so funny! I remember that. That was terrifying. Yeah. Super but you were like, yeah, Kai, yeah, yeah, I guess you can come into my bed, <laughs> please. <laughs> Again, like it's pretty messed up, like what you can do and get away with, like Ooh. just. But the, that's, like, that's, kids, that's guys, fun, though. Like, yeah, looking fun. back on those memories, I'm so glad that we were able to have crazy camp memories like that. That's true. You, you don't do that anymore. It's good stories, mm-hmm. and it's hilarious. I think, think Wajidwin made me have a, a fear of the dark, though. Do <laughs> you think? Yeah, absolutely. Like, they told this scary story of, like, the Ouija whistler, who's, like, a ghost that <laughs> walked around at night, and I was terrified every night there. Yeah. And even just, like, bear stories from there were yeah. terrifying. I heard so many, but yeah. I don't know if any of them are and real. And when you're that age as well, it's like you're not with your true. parents. Yeah. And everything, you're already worried of, like, oh, what, what could happen to me yeah. if I don't have that protection? Camp's supposed to be a life-changing experience. That was a life-altering <laughs> experience. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's terrifying. Uh, I don't have, like, any really good stories like that. <laughs> uh, there, there was some kids that I used to, like, skate with when I was a kid. And they, I think they realized how gullible I was, and they would just tell me things, just, like, small things, just to see how far they can get away with it. Like, looking back now, I realize it. But they would just say things like, I got a new skateboard, but it's too nice. I really want to see it. Like, no, it's too nice. Like, it's too delicate. They want to break it. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, skateboards are meant to be broken and ridden. And I was just so excited Gnarly. to see it. <laughs> but, like, just little things like that. And they would say, like, they got, they met certain people. They met, like, Tony Hawk. Like, their cousin knows him well. And I was like, what? We got to meet him. We got to bring him here. <laughs> but they would just kind of do that bring thing. Bring him to Hagen. But one of the most, like, stupid things that I believed as a kid that I still, like, I bring up sometimes is this this kid in school told me that cul-de-sac was a bad word. Oh, I remember that. <laughs> and, like, I, I was very good. I think I said stupid once when I was a kid. Or, like, Taya said stupid when, when she was maybe far too young to know what stupid meant. And I, when I told Taya. her instantly, and I was like, that is... Mom, Dad, we got to nip this word. in the butt. This is not good. She's on a dark Wash path. Wash your mouth out with soap. Yeah. How dare you? So, uh, sweet little and <laughs> Yeah, so I believe cul-de-sac was a bad word. So I, I, sometimes you'd be driving with your parents and you'd hear like, oh, it's just down there. Like, you know, we got to go to this person's house and drop stuff off. It's just at the end of the cul-de-sac. And I was like, <gasps> just took my breath away. And I was like, um, it does sound like a we, bad word. Are we allowed to say that? <laughs> Are we? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. I and they're like, like, is there another way to say yeah. it? Oh, so, no. Yeah. And now, like, we're in Northern Ireland where we live, loads of, you know, cul-de-sacs are labeled cul-de-sac, and it's like C-U-L-D-E-S-A-C, I think. Like, it's French. Like, it's very French. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Oh, yeah. It's yeah, not like that here, I don't think. No. It? Well, it probably is, but we just never, like, it's such a weird word you never yeah, see spelled. Yeah, true. That's why I believed it was a bad word, because, like, you never see it written. Cul-de-sac. I don't go into those. I don't go into those dark alleyways where they write words like that on the walls. Oh, you walk by an alley and says cult sec. <laughs> oh, I'm in a dark. I'm in a bad side of town here. I'm in, I'm in the ghetto. Oh, no. It's funny to hear you being a gullible person though, because my entire childhood, I think, was just you making me feel. Because I was, I think, the epitome of a gullible child. Oh, yeah. I believed yeah. anything mm-hmm. Leighton and Hallie would tell me. So my story, you both have definitely heard this, but like. And the thing is, I only heard this a few years ago, the truth behind this story, which was when I was younger, I'm, you know, I am the youngest by three years, 
And so obviously bedtimes were very separate. But like Leighton and Hallie would go to bed pretty much around the same time, if not mm-hmm. the same time. And I remember having huge FOMO. I would be in bed trying to sleep, and I'd hear the TV on, and I'd hear so much laughter, and I'd be like, oh, "Oh, it's such good times. In bed, just being like, they're laughing without me. I just want to know what they're laughing about. And just probably, probably. Uh, But I just remember saying to my parents, like, I I just feel like I'm missing out so much, and I just want to be there with them. (laughs) And so they were like, okay, let's implement backwards night. And so backwards night would be when I would stay up the latest. Leighton would go to bed the mm-hmm. earliest, and then Hallie. And but it was kind of bittersweet because yeah, I get to stay up late, but I wanted to be there with everybody. <laughs> you don't get it. But I'd be like, I'd be like, yay, backwards night, and I'd be sitting there, and it'd just be my parents. I'd be like, so, <laughs> so like, let's have some laughs. Got any jokes? <laughs> I'm like, I want to make them jealous. Let's laugh about something. You guys seen the Michael Jackson Thriller music? <laughs> <laughs> He's trying so hard to like make them jealous. Ha ha ha! Ha <laughs> haven't heard that one, though. Yeah. But it was always so fun. And just to think, like, hee, 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 my older siblings are sleeping right now. Uh, and then when, like, 8.30 would roll by, I would go on up to bed being so happy about the night. And I'd go to sleep. And, it, yeah, it was just amazing. We'd have that every so often. And then, just like I said, a few years ago, I found out that it was actually a big hoax. Mm-hmm. And that as soon as I would go to bed, Layton <laughs> and Hallie would come right back downstairs. And have the best times of our lives. And probably be laughing and telling jokes oh, and just soaking up each other's awesomeness. <laughs> and Ty doesn't even realize we're having I, fun down here. Yeah, because I would be asleep. It just probably... I would fall asleep so fast because I just had so much fun that day. Do you know what's funny? With I remember night. that. And it... It wasn't a massive difference between when we went to bed and when you went to bed. Like, it might have been 15 minutes top. No. Yeah, no, I, it would have been like an hour. No, you think it was an hour. It was not an hour. I remember lying down and then I was on, like, my PSP playing, like, Madden 09 or whatever. Oh, my word. Getting in some games and then uh, I didn't even finish the game before mom childhood knocks exaggeration the door and says, like, at its best. You to come out. And then it came <laughs> out and then... Poor Taya. That, that is kind of mean, but... It is so mean! We should have kept it from you for, for life. It would have been okay. That's so funny, because Emma's the total opposite. She's like, I'm going to bed at 6. I don't care what you say. I don't need dinner. I'm going to bed. Did not care. Oh, I just felt so bad, because I was like, they're laughing without me. How I need to be there. I, even if they're not laughing with me or at me, I just want to know what they're laughing about. Just like sitting at the banisters at the top of the stairs looking down. <gasps> Laughing really late. <laughs> ah, good one. Go to bed, time. Oh, yeah, shut up. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, <my. laughs> okay. Uh, wow, that was the end of the episode. Thank you so much for yeah, being on this episode I'm of so My Friends Podcast. We can make that happen. So exciting. I think we're going to play some badminton now or something. Yes, we are. But to school you. <laughs> this has been an episode. Ooh. This has been another episode of My <laughs> Friends Podcast, where I'm your friend and this is my podcast. Hang out soon? Hang out soon. Okay.